So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Second. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NFL strategy show. I'm back with you so soon for the first look edition Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. We're ready to get things going here. I'm Dave Lochran with me, Ben Rasa, as I like to call him. I recently termed him the jack of all trades. You know why? Because the guy does golf, the guy does UFC. He doesn't yet, but I'm sure he will. Uh, horse racing croquet, basketball, college football, whatever, everything. But I should be calling Salvetri something similar. Salvetri DFS, check him out at Salvetri DFS, both on the YouTubes and on Twitter. Ben is at Jazzrez DFS, by the way. But Sal, you've got your, uh, you've got your, your hand, you get your hand in a few pies, as they say. Is that what they say? You get your hand in a few pies? Yeah, in a few uh, cookie jars, I think you're looking for there. But they could be pies in the oh, cookie jars. No, no, no. The, the cookie jar is doing something you're not supposed to do. Oh, okay, right? okay. All right. So so, so hands in a few pies. I, I never heard about it. I'll take it. Yeah, Fingers I mean, in a few pies? Ben, what is it? I don't know where this is going. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well, sorry. You got, <laughs> Fingers you, in a few pies. You got the, you got the, uh, you've got a few irons in the fire. How about that? There so. it is. There it is. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean... NFL, NBA starting soon. That's just a totally different beast daily. It's probably going to be crazy with all the COVID stuff. I, I would like to do more, but just being one person, I'm going to like, last year I got so burnt out. Like I would like to do, I, I watch probably UFC almost more than anything else, but it's just putting an extra sport in there is going to be overboard at that point. By the way, go on the Google and the term is have one, have, uh, have fingers in many pies. Told well, you. There you go. It's a real deal, man. Infidelity. Nice stuff incognito browsing for those type of searches i assume <laughs> yeah. oh man all right guys we're happy to have you with us this is always a fun show to do taking a first look uh, at the slate like a cursory look really and seeing what pops off the page we don't have ownership yet we don't have projections yet we don't have any of that top stacks yet so you know for those of us that just like to get started earlier in the week start to build some lineups it's fun to do so and we're glad to have everybody here so hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet and subscribe if you think we've helped you along the way. If you think at some point in time, maybe we've helped you win some money, we've helped improve or change your thought process as it relates to how you play the game, uh, or you just like what we do and you want to help support us here, many different reasons to hit that subscribe, thumbs up, and help support Awesome and the channel as we make our quest to get to 50,000 subscribers. 
All right. Well, and by the way, all of our shows available in podcast form. Go to any podcast platform, check them out. If you jump into this one late and the show's almost over, just go back or wait till it's over and check it out from the beginning. You can do whatever you want. All right, guys, let's jump into it. Sal, I'll start with you. We're going quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and then tight end defense in the same pretty much thing because there's not a lot to talk about there. And then we'll give our favorite defense under 2,800 at the end of the show. Kick it off at the quarterback position. Patrick Mahomes, the highest priced guy here on DraftKings, 8,100. He has now thrown 40 plus times in five straight games. I'd say that is relevant information. Russell Wilson against the Jets, who got dog walked by Derek Carr and Darren Waller the other day. Deshaun Watson against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers against the Detroit Lions. And the last guy, fifth and final player north of 7K, is Kyler Murray against the New York Giants. Safe to say he was a lot of the Sharps and the analysts and the touts contrarian pick last week and let a lot of people down. Yeah, let a lot of people down. And you got 13 games in the slate this week, which is the first time we've had that since like what, week two, week three. So yeah, I hate you it, just have a lot. Yeah, you just, I know it's, it's a lot overwhelming. And it, week six or week 17, you can have all 16 games. But oh. it's um it's interesting because you have just so much here. But I mean, unfortunately, out of all these studs that are on the slate, we, we don't get Baker Mayfield. I mean, I, I was expecting to see some $7,500 pricing up there. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, but no, at this point, I was going to lead it off with Mahomes at the top, uh, mentioning how much he's throwing at this point. There was first quarter of the season, there was some questions about how much they're starting to run the ball. And now they're just getting completely away from that over the last month. Like you said, throwing 40 plus times, averaging 318 passing yards per game. But you have a lot of other options here. The team total is still nice, though, at 28 in this one. I assume most of that gets there on the air, not throwing any interceptions. So, yeah, Mahomes up top is fine, but there's a lot of things here that you can look at. You have a couple other 30 implied totals. I assume that on a 13 game slate, like ownership, high quarterbacks, sometimes it hits 10%. Doesn't really matter if you're full on stacking it. So, I think Rodgers is going to end up being popular, but at $7,500, just right away looks like the best option. 31 implied team total at this point. And he's also a floor of last week, basically a floor game at like 23 and a half fantasy points. Yeah, that's a very good point. Rodgers at this stage of the game, his floor is, is around 23, right? He's had two games with less than 23 fantasy points. One was 19, the other was five against Tampa Bay. That was dreadful. But aside from that, he's just been remarkably consistent along with Devontae Adams, which makes for such an easy pairing. If you're playing one uh, and Rodgers, you're likely always going to play Devontae Adams. Ben, at the top of the position, we've got five of these guys. How do we go? Yeah, I mean, Rodgers is thrown. We talked about this last week and it continued. Double-digit touchdowns in every game but one. Uh, He's as safe as they come. The matchup against Detroit is nothing to worry about. So he would be probably, I mean, it's very early, but if I was thinking like cash, that's probably where I would go if you want stability. It, it's weird because, yeah, I mean, Mahomes obviously is always going to be in play, but Miami's defense is much stronger than he's seen uh, in recent weeks. Russell Wilson has certainly regressed, uh, gets the Jets at home, though, in a get-right spot. They cannot afford to start keep dropping games like this. So he's appealing. And then, obviously, Kyler, it, it, I think it's pretty safe to say that something is wrong. Again, five rushing attempts for the third straight game. Yeah. Uh, he had double digit carries in four straight before that. So it's basically been cut in half and that's where all the upside has gone. What is your impression of Russell Wilson right now? I'll say this. I think the giants defense is formidable now and we need to at least begin to respect them. And I think Washington's defense, as we've seen is respectable from the defensive line to the, to the pass rushers, to the the secondary. I think they're they're, They've made a case that they're good defensively. 
Uh, I mentioned that because they came off of a very ugly loss to the Giants in Seattle where they scored 12 points. They also struggled against the Eagles team um, despite getting that win with a defensive touchdown as well. Oh, no, maybe they didn't. Anyway, what do you make of Russell Wilson right now? Because this is such a good matchup. It's a great matchup. And, yeah, obviously he he's regressed, but uh, he's his rushing upside is still there. The attempts are still there. I, I'm not going to say it's solely due to this because it's not, but I will say Seattle's made strides defensively in itself, and I actually think that has hurt Russ because earlier in the year it was like, all right, they need to score 40 points because their defense can't stop anybody. Lately, their defense has kept them in games, and the offense has stalled. So I don't know exactly what to attribute it, but at home against the Jets – I mean, you can't get it done here. You're not going to find a better matchup for Russ. And uh, it's hard to say I'm worried about him. Uh, He's just still so consistent. By the way, Ben, Spencer S. says happy birthday. Ah, yes. Every week, man. I'm getting old. (laughs) You're what, 180 by now? Seriously. Sal, the the upper middle tier, because the 68, 6,700, that's still not even mid-tier yet. We've got a few guys that are lower. But I guess we could consider that given the – the difference now with Mahomes and Wilson Watson all up there quite a bit. Brady against Minnesota um, coming off of a big game in that loss. The thing is, if you watched him, you're like, dude, he looks pretty washed. Or as they like to say, dust. I've, I've noticed that's the new term for the young fellas, right? Notice that? I know I'm older than you guys, but still, it's like, oh, he's dust, which I don't mind. Maybe I'll embrace it. But he still had a big game, passed for 345 yards and three touchdowns. He's got Minnesota this week that went into overtime against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who want to lose football games. Then you've got Justin Herbert with the most brutal game I've ever seen from a team in a long time. I don't know how Anthony Lynn still has himself a coaching job. They've got Atlanta. Ryan Tannehill, Taysom Hill, Kirk Cousins, and Derek Carr round out the 6K. I also assume that Drew Brees could be back this week, so we'll keep that in mind. Yeah, you get this you get this tier right here where all a lot of these guys last week were your top scoring players. A lot of the the quote unquote statue quarterbacks. I yeah. mean, Tannehill playing from behind, Cousins was up there as well. Uh so it it's it's interesting because they're going to be a little bit more expensive this week. I lean to move towards the top of it. Both Brady and Herbert look good. Uh they are two of the highest if not right now right up there as the two highest in terms of volume quarterbacks. You've only had Brady throwing below 38 attempts once in the last 2 months. You have Herbert coming off of but it's now probably back-to-back his two worst games on the year. Last week was terrible. I mean, just trying to watch that game, I had probably like 20% Herbert stacks, and it was left and right, just no time for him at all. Like, I think he was pressured on the highest out of any quarterback this entire season. They were making problems everywhere on that offensive line, and that's a concern. But now against Atlanta, I'm not going to be as worried about that. I think it is a nice bounce-back spot for arguably the best spot on the slate for a quarterback. Um, yeah, I think that Herbert's probably the guy that I choose in that 6K range, upper 6K range. After that, I'm fine to go to Brady. Like, he, he didn't look good against the Chiefs, but if you're talking about fantasy, just playing from behind, it was fine. All the getting Yeah, he ended up getting, like, 26, 27 fantasy points, hit 300 yards for the second time in the last three games. So I'm fine getting there. And you, you want to talk about other defenses that are terrible. I mean, Minnesota's secondary has come on the last month or so, but it's still nowhere near a, a average secondary. It's still bottom half of the league and a lot of efficiency metrics, yards per attempt. So I'll go Herbert and then Brady in that upper range. Ben, I talked a lot throughout the week about Ryan Tannehill potentially being placed into a spot where they throw a lot, whether they're down or whether they just can't get the run game going. And we saw that come to fruition, right? 389 passing yards, three touchdowns. Unfortunately, outside of Corey Davis, uh, A.J. Brown fumbled twice, one of them at the goal line. Uh, and who was who took that in? Michael Pruitt, I think. Yeah, yep. yeah, Michael Pruitt. 
and then he got hurt for a little bit. Oh, that sucked. But still, I, um, I, I'm, I just, I hate this notion that things have to go a certain way. Therefore, you can only look to this guy because the game script can't change uh, because it can. And we've seen that happen so many times. Like the whole Derek Carr thing. Oh, Devontae Booker has got to be the guy. There's no way that they have to throw as much as they do. Kansas City did against the Jets. Derek Carr did against the Jets. It happens. That's football. And, you know, that's one thing I hope people appreciate that we do on the show is try to take, you know, different approaches and not just a consensus view of every single guy has to play it out like this because that's what's happened more times than not on the season. No doubt. And I mean, it just speaks, the NFL is very, how many times do we see a, a 10 point favorite either lose a game or certainly struggle and win late? Those things can change the game trick. Obviously there's in this game, there's a better chance that the Titans control it on the ground with Derrick Henry, but there's still plenty of scenarios where they are trailing. I don't think to the extent we saw against Cleveland, but where Tannehill is forced to throw. And when he does have to throw, uh, I think it's pretty clear. The only issue is volume. It's not efficiency. It's not, I don't think he can get it done. It's will he have the opportunity. So uh, of course that's a red flag, but it's one that you're going to have to embrace. I like him. I like Herbert. Uh, Those guys, particularly in that middle 6K range is to me pretty favorable. You save some salary off the top end guys. I don't think you sacrifice that much. Um, I will ask about Drew Brees, just given the matchup and, given the fact that uh, he is expected to return this week, Alvin Kamara. So this is, this is why I'm asking you, and and I want actually both of your guys' opinions here. Okay. For good reason. So he is potentially going to be ready for this game against the Eagles. Now I'm not sure if you guys caught this actually, that's dumb. Yes, I am sure you guys caught this. You did. Alvin Kamara is $7,100. Okay. $7,100. Mind you, before Drew Brees went down, he was 9,200 in the first game after that Drew Brees wasn't playing. Uh, Michael Thomas is $7,100. So, Ben, and then you, uh, Sal, is there some justification to saying, well, this is the cheapest we are going to get a Saints stack all damn season, and if Drew Brees plays, I'm going to do it? Or do you get away from it? Or do you just go one piece here or one piece there? Because I think there might be some merit to doing it with how cheap they are. I get where you're coming from. Obviously, normally that stack can cost upwards of like 25,000 at at some times. Like it it can be ridiculous. I I still rather would take a piece. And I think Kamara and Michael Thomas certainly are going to be staples of one-offs. But I just don't know exactly. With 13 games, as Sal brought up, Drew Brees needs to probably do one of his stupid sneaks where he sticks the ball over the goal line. There's just so many other quarterbacks to me uh, that are going to be able to possibly overlap. And you're not getting a massive discount. It's not like he's 5K. If he was 5K or something like that, uh, I may have more interest. But for me, I'll probably take a wait and see and certainly bump up Kamara and or Michael Thomas. Okay. And I will just say um, that Darius Slay left that game against your Packers with a knee injury. Uh, I forget who else, but they lost another, I think it was a C, who was it? I can't remember who it was, but they lost several people in the secondary that week. So as someone put in chat, Drew Brees was what you'd call dust. Yeah. And so is the Eagles defense. So Sal, your thoughts on the pricing for these saints this week. Yeah, I think it's pretty appealing. Like I am most like in the past weeks when these guys are all expensive. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Michael Thomas not playing. There's just nothing to really stack it with. Like, right. having your running back as your top stacking priority. Kamara would be the one. Him, McCaffrey coming back. So you can actually do this. Eckler back. Those are like the three guys I feel comfortable stacking with the quarterback. Kamara, like a 25% target share with Breeze this year. He has four receiving touchdowns in eight games of Breeze. So that stuff, there's there's real correlation there and real upside in the passing game, but you just haven't had the ability to stack it all up. Now, if they're all going to be healthy this week, assuming that Breeze might return, they're all favorable pricing. I would assume that I might actually get, instead of normally like zero to 3% stacks of New Orleans and really a lot of the year this year, zero, I might get like five or 6%, which I assume full-on game stacking, team stacking, that's going to be above the field. So I think it is pretty beneficial uh, right now just with Bree's price point at this point because of what you can do with Thomas being back and, and Kamara at those price tags. All right. Yeah, I really like this range from, from Herbert in a bounce-back game to Ryan Tannehill even. And you're going to hear so many people go, yeah, but Derrick Henry kills Jacksonville. They're just going to run. Well, week two he didn't when everyone said that, and Ryan Tannehill ended up going off for a monster game. Uh, but yeah, that's a really solid range in that 6K. Uh, ben, is there any value down here below $6,000 that you're willing to look at for week 14? I mean, there's nothing where I'm super interested. I will say that uh, Trubisky last week got more and more popular as the week went on, and he wasn't great. Obviously, I bet the Bears money line, so you know how frustrated I am, but that's neither here nor there. You get a better matchup in this spot, and I have a feeling ownership will be way down uh, people were not thrilled with what he did. So given if they say all systems go with him again at home against Houston, who's a disaster in their own right, I don't mind trying it again with Trubisky and running it back. How about you, Sal? Cheap quarterbacks this week? Yeah, really not much. I, I want to try and like Teddy Bridgewater. Really tough matchup. Top 10 secondary in Denver and top 10 passers to this point. McCaffrey coming back just gives you more options. So I might get there a little bit just having some flexibility with the stack. Matt Ryan, I'll keep just saying that if you're going to have Julio, Julio and Ridley, this was like the first game where Ryan doesn't get you 18 to 20 plus fantasy points at a fair price point, but you have other guys just a little bit more expensive. So not much. We're still waiting on a lot of injury news. Surprised to see Tua still this cheap at 5,400 coming off of almost a 40 attempt game. You're just not getting any of the rushing upside right now. I think that as playing as a seven point underdog, that might be there a little bit more for him. So He's one of those guys that has the upside we just haven't seen yet, or at least we think he has a ceiling that we haven't seen yet. So he's always sneaky. Usually I get like 1% or 2% of Miami stacks. We're doing a giveaway at awesome underscore com on Twitter. Be sure to check that out. Who has more passing yards tonight, Lamar Jackson or Andy Dalton? Yeah, you'd think you'd lean Andy Dalton there. Whoever gets that right, you'd be randomly selected to win an awesome uh, NFL annual pass. So all of the NFL content will be entirely free for an entire year for you, assuming you win this, awesome underscore com. While you're at it, follow Sal Vetri, Ben Ross, and myself, Lafayette underscore D. And check out all of our content over at awesomeo.com. We've got a ton, like Osmo projections, ownership, player projections, top stack tool, the lineup builder, the fantasy cruncher add-on, um, God, there's so much. The, oh, the top plays tool, which is, you know, a probabilities tool for the showdown slate. 
Uh, all of the ownership showdown or uh, all the showdown ownership projections. You can get all of our showdown content for less than $4 a week, by the way. So check that out. And that includes rankings for the main slate, the express top stack tool, express lineup builder. There's so much included, but if you want Ben's work for, for PGA and the PGA projections and ownership, UFC, MMA, NASCAR, um, all of that. NBA is coming up soon. You can do the awesome plus platinum. You can do it weekly. You can do it monthly. You can do it annually, whatever you want. We got something for anyone's budget. And like I said, even if you're running on a tight budget, less than $4 a week, gets you all of the showdown content, which remind, which mind you is huge coming up towards the end of the season. You're going to have Saturday night games. You're going to have a Christmas day game, which is on Friday. You're going to have several more Thursday night football games. You have a Tuesday night game tonight. And with COVID wreaking havoc on all of these slates, you might see more games pushed to a Monday with a doubleheader or a Tuesday or a Wednesday again. So it's the best time to get in on that for only $3.95. Go to awesome.com slash join. Check it out. All right, Ben. Dalvin Cook's at the top. He salvaged in overtime, got us where we needed to go, but it looked dicey for a moment there. Christian McCaffrey expected to return. He's got Denver. He's 9200 And then uh, really the only other guy that's priced up this week north of 7,600 is Derrick Henry against Jacksonville at 8,700. That's really expensive despite the good matchup. It is. Um, Yeah. I mean, this is the first with Dalvin Cook, first of all. Yes. He salvaged. He also should have scored multiple times. We fumbled on the one inch line and many other stupid things happened. This is the first week though. Last couple I've, it's mostly been because of Dalvin Cook. I'm not as interested in the extreme top. Uh, I may try to save a couple thousand just because given Tampa's front is as strong as it gets. McCaffrey, I don't love the matchup. And I do think that there's still an unknown about exactly what we see from him. I'm not saying he's going to split time, but uh, I don't know if it'll be 30 touches right out of the gate. You've got Henry priced up, but then you've got Robinson, Kamara, Eckler, that type of range for a couple thousand dollars cheaper to me are in much better matchups. So I'm probably going to try to steal some salary at first glance with running back. Sal, talk to me about the top tier here. Yeah, I mean, it's similar to last week in terms of there was guys in the in the five and six K range that you could feel comfortable getting 20 plus touches. Yeah, they don't have like that 40 point ceiling. You just had to avoid that. And you did with Henry in a major way and, and Cook doesn't get there with like high 20s and fantasy points. So if you can avoid those performances, the matchups this week for Cook and even McCaffrey can maybe limit that a little bit. Then yeah, you're going to be fine. And this week, not only is it like the five and six K range where there's a couple of decent workload running backs, full guys, 18 plus touches. We also have, like we talked about Kamara, Eckler, these guys in the seven K range. So I don't think they're as much of a priority, especially if you're trying to build like optimal cash lineups. Um, But when it comes to picking one of them, I think I will go with McCaffrey here. Uh, What you're getting right now is just small sample. Everything's so small at this point, but I think it's going to limit ownership. I hope Ian Rappaport tweets on on Sunday morning that he's not going to be the workhorse again. So it cuts that ownership (laughs) to like, Uh, 8% again, but yeah, 26 opportunities in his three games. Uh, The floor that you're getting on him is going to be immense at this point. I think that you're probably looking at like 20 fantasy points type floor based on the usage that they have in the offense. And the first week back, they just give him 10 targets. So I'm fine with McCaffrey at 9,200. I don't think you have to go there, but if I had to pick one, I'll take his ceiling and floor combination. So the fact that, and I, I, I think all of us talked about this, how insane it was that week leading up to this. The fact that Christian McCaffrey in, in many large field tournaments was single digit ownership at 8,500, just because there was some rumor that he wasn't going to get as much work, even though we all know that this is the most talented back in the entire league. Like, even at 9,200, like, what do you think a healthy Christian McCaffrey should be priced at in this matchup? Is this, act, is this appropriate? Or would, if you were setting salaries, would you change it? 
if we didn't have any, like, I mean, he's coming off the bye, so I don't think he's going to be, I think he's fully healthy, but if we didn't have any uncertainty about he's only played three games, like if he had played 10 games to this point this season, I mean, I, I think, yeah, like 95 to hundred to 10,000, like he usually was. So I think you're getting appropriate to slightly underpriced McCaffrey here. And you have other guys around him that are in that range. So it's not like Dalvin Cook's 8,000 that it's like, I will pivot down. It's a pretty significant jump. Like if if Drew Brees doesn't play, then it starts to become pretty interesting to where, okay, you don't have like a a smash playing Kamara down there to just jump to. Uh, You can pay up and and probably have close to single digit ownership, maybe 15% of McCaffrey when he's centered around Cook and Henry up there. Ben, Aaron Jones had uh, 130 rushing yards in that last game against the Eagles, but before the 77 yard run, he had like 14 for 53 or something. And the Eagles locked him up all game until, like I said, I've been saying this a million times, sorry to beat a dead horse, but the Eagles break down late in the game and they gave up a 77 yard touchdown. run. We see it so often. Aside from that, he was quiet. He had 15 carries in a game that they led throughout, which to me, I wish he had more, but he's $7,600. Uh, against Green Bay are you going back to the well here or can we go to someone like James Robinson who it doesn't matter what the game script is it doesn't matter how big of a dog they are this man comes through and he did it again this week yeah I mean Robinson to me when you're when you're going to get five or six targets uh and 20-ish carries regardless of game script uh, it's pretty hard (laughs) to screw it up and he's just shown time and time again regardless of matchup regardless of circumstance he can kind of, you know, at least not kill you. It doesn't mean he, he's a must in all lineups by any stretch, but he really does bring that floor. Aaron Jones, I think you kind of know what you're getting in, in the sense that he's going to be volatile and his TD equity is hurt because we saw last week, the Packers had first and goal early, you know, very, maybe at the one, and they refused to not let Devonta Adams score. Multiple attempts to him, and then on fourth down, they went right back to Adams and he finally did score. Aaron Jones... Uh, is going to lose some of that, but he's so explosive that he has these games where he can break a couple. Um, so obviously in tournaments, I think you have to consider it. To me, Robinson, Kamara, and Eckler are all much safer, though. So Robinson, Kamara, Eckler, safer than Aaron Jones. Yes. Man, what a tier this is, Sal. I'm, I love this. J- James Robinson. What's the? Do we have the spread on this game? Which game? I have it. Yeah, I have it right now as seven-point underdog for Jacksonville against Tennessee. Seven and a half in some spots. Yep. Seven and a half at home. I honestly don't even care about that. Like, yeah, last I, week he was like a 10 point underdog. <laughs> exactly. And they went to overtime. So, and this is a pretty sexy tier. At Odd Shopper, we have it. Uh, yeah, they're plus 290 in some spots. All right. And I think they make a game of this once again. They did. It was 60, 33 to 30 in week two. Alvin Kamara against Philly at an egregiously low price point, Sal. Austin Eckler against Atlanta at 7,000. Big letdown, but I don't anticipate the same happening again today. From 7K to 7,600, there is just so much potential for monster breakout performances. How do you kind of sift through the the, the weeds here and and find which guys make the most sense? Yeah, so like just to start it, if Drew, if Drew Brees does play, Kamara, I, I don't care what the ownership is. If it's 30, 35%, I'm probably going to be above the field on it in almost sure. any lineup except like small fields, single entry and three max. That's like one spot to maybe pivot away. But that's just a disclaimer to start. But everything else in this range will probably come down to ownership after that. Like 
I'm even fine getting to Aaron Jones. He had the big game last week, but yeah, I do think people will be timid to get to him when you have Kamara, Eckler, Robinson all around him. Aaron Jones earlier this year when he faces Detroit, Detroit's been terrible all year. Earlier this year, he had this one mega game with like 50 fantasy points. I think Devontae Adams got hurt in the second half and he just ran free in that matchup. And this defense, if anything, is now worse with a lot of injuries and really their linebacker core and secondary, the second uh, unit. So yeah, I'm, I'm fine getting Aaron Jones if he's going to come in seven, eight percent on something like that. So that range, will, this range will really be dictated by ownership. But I do think that Austin Eckler is going to be probably way too under owned compared to what his upside is going to be in, in that was as worst case scenario as it can possibly get still sees 17 opportunities, still sees 11 fantasy points, which is not great, but he was 7,100. Now he gets lowered to 7,000 in a matchup against Atlanta, which is probably a top two, a top three matchup on the slate. I would say for running backs at this point, the volume is just going to be there. Kalen Blige did come back, see seven attempts. He was actually pretty decent on those attempts as well. Average, I think five yards per carry, but I still think that Eckler's in a situation where if they could actually move the ball, get into the red zone, this much volume in two weeks that he's been back, he's going to start scoring touchdowns and you've been reliant without the touchdowns right now on him. So I think seven K is a very fair price point. Absolutely. Ben, Travis Duarte in chat says, I never say anyone's locked, but McCaffrey and Aaron Jones are a lock this week. If you have those guys as a lock this week, you're probably going to be very happy with their ownership, given what there is around them. So that's where, I mean, I, I obviously I don't know. It depends on how much you're playing, but like you don't need to lock players like that because yeah. you, you can get over with a massive, massive share with minimal exposure. Like Aaron Jones McCaffrey, depending on what other news breaks, if Breeze plays and whatnot, you don't need to allocate. Now, Kamara is a different story. Like, if you're saying, I, I want to get massive leverage on Kamara, you might actually have to lock him. Right. Because what are you going to do? Take 40% and basically be around the field. So uh, you just have to kind of measure. And that's why ownership is so important. One of the tools that Lofi talked about. Um, now, if you hit those, you could pay off in a big way. They both have massive upside. But to me, there are safer options than those two on the board. I agree. And that was kind of my point. Like if you're yeah. locking them, you're going to be very thrilled because their ownership is going to be a lot lower than you think. I don't think they're going to be interpreted by as a lock yeah. by the field. Um, Sal Carson. I don't know what Antonio Gibson's status is, man. That hurt a lot of people and helped a lot of people too. Cause McKinnon had 10 receptions. Uh, he's got, it, it's showing knee in some spots, but I thought it was his toe. Didn't you see yeah, the toe injury toe. originally? Yeah, I mean, that, that's what they ruled it. I think Washington's Twitter even said doubtful with the toe or foot, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Elliott against Cincinnati. He's playing on a short week. They got the Ravens tonight. Check the showdown show out. Strategy show. Matt Kajewski, former defensive end for the uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, Alex Brown and myself just did all of that, so you can check it out at the YouTubes. But, uh, Sal, 6K range, what do you see here? Yeah, I mean, the 6K range, we'll see what happens with Zeke tonight. It's just really tough with that offensive line. Like, I just went through some of the stuff on Showdown as well. Like, he, he's he's playing fine this year in terms of, like, efficiency metrics. He's, like, top eight right now in evaded tackles. Uh, he's top five in overall volume and usage. It's just that offensive line. Zach Martin goes down. It's really tough. We'll see what happens there because he will have an actual nice matchup as a favorite. Probably comes in lower on unless he does something big tonight. It's hard not to say David Montgomery's name. Last week, I, I took a stance and went more Miles Gaskin, a lot more Miles Gaskin. And I mean, volume-wise, it was the same. Gaskin just doesn't score the touchdowns. Montgomery finds the end zone. But since week four, since Tariq Cohen got hurt, which was, I think, week three, three and a half, since he came back, Montgomery, he leads the NFL in routes run for running backs. He's seeing a ton of usage in the passing game right now. He has... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chamba life is for everybody. So go to ChambaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChambaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, I think three plus receptions now in, in what, five to six, I think it's eight straight games. So yeah, a ton of usage there to floor now against Houston comes in as a slight underdog, but I assume he still picks up ownership in that range. So I'm going to be fine getting to there. After that, I'll go all the way down to the bottom of this range where I don't think Ronald Jones will be owned. You don't really get the passing game usage. He's going to be somebody who comes in with absolutely no ownership against Minnesota. Six point favorite with a 29 implied team total. That's what we look for for running backs. And if the game flow does go his way, probably going to push towards 18 to 20 touches. So I'll go to the bottom and the top with uh, Montgomery in that, in that mid range. And at the bottom, I'll go to Ronald Jones. I'm loving Ronald Jones in this spot too. And I think that's a really fair price point. Ben, what do you say at 6K uh, and anything in that mid 5K range that stands out too as we work our way down the position? Yeah, I'll throw my support by Montgomery as well. As much as he's an easy target to make fun of, he is playing pretty good and he's got a good matchup. Uh, Zeke, I want to see tonight, obviously, but Zach Martin going down is a game changer. Uh, This line, without him, they found something when they moved him to right tackle, and that's not going to be the case tonight. The only other guy I want to point out, uh, and I can't figure it out, so Chris Carson against the Eagles got outcarried by Carlos Hyde, and obviously that made it a really tough sell last week. Last week against the Giants, though, Carson had 13 carries, and he had six targets. Carlos Hyde had two carries. So if that's what we're going to see at home against the Jets, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better spot. And coming off maybe what we may see, if he's going to dominate touches, uh, Chris Carson is another guy that we consider probably direct leverage off someone like Kamara. Do you like anything in this 5K range, specifically towards the uh, the bottom, Ben, where you've got not a ton that stands out like the seven K range and six K we got a lot of options that we can, that we can make sense of and feel pretty decent about, but screw it. Let's just talk value here. Uh, anybody in the value spot early in the week, look, the um, look good to you. Uh, I will say that I, I'm going to continue to mention Wayne Gallman because he just gets his work uh, and he does the most with it. Now they're playing better and that's probably helping in positive game scripts, but even if they fall behind here, Against Arizona, it's a close spread, so I don't think that's a given by any stretch. It's not like he can't catch the ball, and I still expect 15-plus carries. So if he's going to keep doing that and they're not going to adjust his price, I'll continue to play some Wayne Gallman and hope that uh, you know he falls in the end zone. Every time he does that, he's obviously going to return value. Yeah, as long as Alfred Morris, who had one act, really yeah. great run. I don't, re- I don't know why, but he's in there, and, and he's getting some opportunity. I'm with you, though. I still liked – not Gallman this week, but the week prior to that, I was so worried about the rest of this team. He's still getting the opportunities. And while Morris and Dion Lewis both saw 20% of snaps, Gallman still got 50% this week, Sal, and he carried the ball 16 times. So I don't know, 135 rushing yards against Seattle. They, there's no reason not to keep feeding him the football with the way he's exactly. producing. 
Yeah, I like Gallman. You have Devonta Freeman now going, I think, on the COVID list at this point. So it's still his backfield. He's a fine pass catcher, like historically in his career on a per route run basis. He's up there with not the elites, elites of like your McCaffrey's, but he's up there in that next tier of like really good pass catchers, like your Aaron Jones range with Dalvin Cook is becoming in the passing game. So I think he's fine. I think this range right here allows you to do a lot on this slate because after this, you don't have much. Jonathan Taylor, Gallman, Gaskin. You can say Clyde Edwards Slayer as well to an extent, but those three guys are going to allow you to do a lot, whether it's getting up to a Christian McCaffrey and still having money, still having money for a slightly expensive stack. I'll go to Gaskin the most here. I thought he was the best overall running back play last week, factoring in everything. You get another 23 opportunities, 23 touches in that game. He's now seen 21 or more opportunities his last four healthy games. Get a bunch of running backs out in that game. I just don't think it really matters. So price point comes down now. Not a great team total for him, but I'll take it. You're getting routes run. You're getting passing game usage. And then I will give Jonathan Taylor a nod. We we saw the game against the Packers before he ended up going on the COVID list. And you could kind of chalk it up to he had a lot of volume, wasn't all that efficient, broke a couple of tackles, but the Packers defense has been bad. Now you get a very good matchup against Vegas where they're actually favorites with a big implied total. And he's coming off of a game where he saw probably his best passing game usage. He's arguably the best pass catching running back on a per touch basis this year in terms of yards per reception, yards per outrun for running backs. And yeah, there's a lot to like for him. Five evaded tackles was the most he's had in a game this year. All the stuff that you saw in college is what you've seen in these last two starts for him. So maybe some life and now his best matchup of the year. Uh, I'll take him at 5,800. I'd rank it Gaskin, Taylor, and Gallman in that range, but I like all three. And uh, assuming he gets no ownership again, I, I will mention Kenyon Drake, just because if the game is favorable, if the game goes favorable for them, he's going to get the opportunities and the goal line work. Uh, unfortunately, we saw last week, or two weeks ago against New England, 22 carries in that game. It was competitive from the jump. They lost by three points. They fell behind early and often to LA and it was just really bad. He still got in the end zone, uh, but only 10 carries average 4.9 yards per attempt and had three targets again, which isn't much, but now you consider that he's been targeted 12 times over his last three games. Uh, that's more than he's been targeted throughout the rest of the season combined around 16 routes, which is more than we'd seen. I'm not high on, I'm not particularly high on Drake. Uh, I agree that Gaskin, you know, in that spot is, is very favorable, but who knows, maybe they fall behind and he gets phased out a bit. He should still be used in the passing game though. But uh, yeah, all in all, I think Drake in favorable or neutral game scripts is, is always a 20 plus touch option. It just, if this team falls behind, he gets phased out and, and that's kind of scary. Do you guys have anything else, any discount dirt cheap options here that make any sense? Either of you? I'm, I think it's obvious if Gibson sits, McKissick's going to be popular uh, sure. just because he catches so many passes. But other than that, I, I don't see much. Sal? Yeah, no, nothing for me below really just McKissick, nothing else in the 4K. Okay. Let's talk wide receivers. Guys, hit that thumbs up if you're just joining if you're just joining us. Subscribe if you think we've helped you or you just like what we do here and you know, you think we're friendly, nice people and you want to help support us. We like that too. Doesn't matter. Whatever the reason, hit that subscribe. Hit the notification bell as well. Uh Devontae Adams, Sal, ninety three hundred. He's basically the closest thing there is to a Bell Cal running back right now. The target share, everything's insane. He scored a touchdown now and every game since week seven. He has 13 receiving touchdowns in 10 games, crossed the thousand yard mark last week. There's not much more you need to say about him. Meanwhile, Tyree Kill has been one of the you know biggest, he has 30 plus DraftKings points in three of his last four, 25 plus DraftKings points in four of his last five. Those type of numbers are absurd from him. No one can blow the top off a defense like he can. And then DK Metcalf as well. Those are your highest price guys. All of them are spectacular. 
Yeah, exactly. You really can't pick between these guys. I, I like, and just right now, early on, I think Mahomes and Rodgers look like the best quarterbacks. If I end up getting like 15% stacks of each, I assume I'm going to get a lot of their wide receivers with Tyreek and Adams being the top options. Adams, I think I've had at least 20% of every single week. And there's maybe like one or two weeks where it doesn't work out in a major way for you. So both those guys are fantastic. I think that DK Metcalf though, he's had like a, a run of honestly, not cornerbacks that give him any real worries. Like James Bradbury, uh, a mediocre game, 80 yards, five catches, uh, no real issues against Darius Slay or Patrick Peterson to an extent that game. He got a little bit double teamed against the Cardinals, but now he gets the jets where he's going to face like undrafted free agents, Lamar Jackson, um, just guys that you, you have not even heard of. They're facing, they're playing three undrafted free agents in their secondary right now that Derek Carr just took advantage of the last week, uh, all game, a lot of it in the middle of the field. They have nothing at safety. May is like their best secondary player right now. So I think that DK Metcalf, if, if you just wanted to say, okay, I want a one-off out of all these guys, I think because of like the ways to stack this up, more people will go to Rodgers, uh, more people will go to Mahomes. I think you're going to get Metcalf. He normally comes in with lower ownership than he should. He's expensive, but this could be another just monster DK game at 8,400. I think if I'm just choosing a one-off, I- I'd go to him. I agree. And if his ownership, like you're saying, comes in low because of guys like Hill and Adams and other players, like even Keenan Allen at, at a similar price point and a good matchup, Metcalf is going to be in an absolute smash spot with that ownership. But I'm still speculating. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to like all of these guys, even Keenan Allen coming off, you know, the Chargers in general are in a huge buyback spot, a buy low spot. So uh, I'm going to try to save it running back partly because I'm going to I'm going to try to get two of these guys on some teams. I think it can be done. Obviously, Adams is it's sixteen hundred dollars just in this micro range from Adams to Keenan Allen. I do think that makes a difference, Uh, but all very safe to me. It's Adams and Keenan Allen are, quote unquote, the safest Tyreek. And Metcalf could have just nuclear games. Uh, it's hard to decipher these guys. I'm going to certainly mix and match. I think this is where you really have to be cognizant of ownership and know exactly what you're doing because full fading any of these guys to me, unless you see something that I don't seems unnecessary given how good they are and how good the matchups are. Yeah, absolutely. And you can say that about a lot of guys in this 7K range too. I mean, oh God, Michael Thomas, if Breeze is back, He's been really disappointing this season, even in those couple of games with Breeze at the helm. So you could make an argument for getting away from him. Uh, but A.J. Brown, to me, against Jacksonville, my eyes light up because I think he's going to be way, way low on uh, Calvin Ridley against the Chargers. You know, these are some spots that are just okay. But Jefferson's been amazing. He's got Tampa Bay, in which could absolutely be a high-scoring game. And you have to scroll, scroll all the way down to Julio Jones at 6,600. Um, Terry McLaurin against San Francisco, they got lit up by Alex Smith. So this isn't to say that all these guys are in fantastic spots, but even Allen Robinson, Ben, against Houston in another exploitable position. This is on a 13-game slate, going to make it very tough to to really lock on to one or two guys. There's just so many good options. No doubt. There's a ton. Um, Obviously, some of it will be who do I use at quarterback, what kind of game environments, and news. By the time we get to Sunday, things will become a little clearer. I'd imagine some things will break and whatnot, but uh, there's a lot of guys I plan. I think flex my wide re- being a wide receiver this week seems a lot pretty high. Uh, I want as many guys as I can fit in these ranges, and there's just so many uh, that have opportunities given the matchups to really put together ceiling games. But you want to know, going back to the comment earlier in chat about, you know, locking say McCaffrey and Aaron Jones like some of these guys we're going to need to allocate some serious ownership if we want to get exposure to you know over the field others 
we might not, we might only need 10%, 12% to get 2x. Uh, and that makes a huge difference because the more you can do that, the more opportunities you're going to have to get overweight on a lot of these players. No doubt. Sal, from 6K all the way up to 7,600, it is, or 7,700, it's loaded with more talent. Oh, yeah, it's loaded. And it's, it's guys that we've seen just in these 6K ranges have 30 plus point performances rather recently. So, I think the guys that I gravitate towards the most, we haven't seen one play tonight. Amari Cooper, tough matchup. I, I kind of hope he just gets shut down against this, this Marlon Humphrey, Jimmy Smith secondary. If that's the case, either way, going into this matchup is going to be fantastic against Cincy. Uh, team total is fine at like 24. So Amari, Allen Robinson, and Julio stand out as guys that you can tell me they were 7,500. And I would be like, okay, you know, I'll probably get some of them. So at their price points, their ceilings are massive. And just another example of how you have some cheap running backs in the slate that are going to get volume. You have these alpha stud borderline top 10 wide receivers in, in Allen Robinson, and, and some of them are definitely uh, Julio and Amari in the NFL right now in this cheap price range. It just lends itself to making it easier to get to guys like McCaffrey on the slate. So those are the three guys that I look towards, just their target shares approaching 25, 30%. Julio, when he's been healthy this year, just coming off of his worst performance, puts up like six catches, 95 yards. So I'll take those three guys in this range and maybe on the entire slate, honestly, at wide receiver that I like the most. I love it, man. And, and and Julio almost came down with one of the greatest catches of the season. Yep. Did you see that in the end zone? Yeah, I had a lot of Julio last week, so I was I was watching very closely. Yeah. I mean, that could have been that could have that was like Odell Beckham part two if if he made that catch, but he didn't. So we move on. Ben, we can't obviously hit on everyone. That's why we do shows throughout the week. We get the strategy show tomorrow, ownership and stacks. We got a full game by game breakdown on Thursday with Matt Savoka and myself. 13 games, that's going to be something. We got the final tune-up. You've got our strategy show. Ben, uh, Sal does all of his content as well. There's many different ways to to get it in over here. So I don't want to spend an, a, mil, a, a million minutes on every single guy here. But let's talk about some players under the 6K range and 5K, 4K that stand out might be some solid options for Week 14. Yeah, so obviously we've already rattled off a ton of guys. I do want to see – I think Godwin's good to go, but if for some reason he sat Antonio Brown's at 5,500, Minnesota secondary, I think you can attack that. Ayuk uh, looked very impressive last night. He's at 54 going against Washington. Um, Pittman, you know, the Raiders, him and Hilton are there. I, I think this is where you kind of get into, all right, I love the rest of my lineup. I have this price point and I'm willing to go to these guys rather than being like, all right, I'm going to start with this. I love this guy. These are guys I'm comfortable playing around stacks that I really like around top end options that I think could just, you know, kind of hold, hold it steady, not ruin the lineup. Uh, they're in a decent spot to, to pay off. All right. Favorite value for you, Sal. Feel free to jump around the board here. There's so much. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk's going to be my favorite guy. I mean, four straight games of 20 plus fantasy points at this point, at least DraftKings wise. I mean, I think this is potentially another one of these rookie studs that are just way too cheap coming off of a game where they already has salary out. So he'd probably be a little bit more expensive. Washington as a defense in general, as a whole in coverage has been good. A lot of it's zone though. You saw the Steelers receivers, they were getting open left and right. I mean, they were just dropping seven passes last night and they had a bunch of receptions each. So I think that I'm going to be going to Brandon Ayuk the most. I'm going to say Alan Lazard yet again, just because of some of these Packers stacks and Alan Lazard's price point right now. I, I don't think it's changed now for basically three straight weeks. He didn't have the greatest game that you were looking for the last time out, but still going to probably be that number two option in the passing game for the Packers. So I'll take that just from a stack perspective. And then a bunch of guys who you have some interest in, whether it's Antonio Brown from stacks, uh, Michael Pittman, if you wanted to stack up that game or even as a one-off, but 
Brandon Ayuka and probably Lazard in that 5K to above range is some of the last names. And then hoping, I mean, Kenny Galladay, hopefully he's healthy, but if he doesn't play again, I probably lean to hope that he's he's not going to play because it makes it easier to stack up that team with like at most the price tag of TJ Hawkinson. But then you could really start to pump with guys like uh, Quinn Cephas, who's like 3,200 this week. Yeah, if you're looking like really cheap, you mentioned Cephas had a pretty solid game. Uh, Cam Sims. How about that game from Cam Sims yesterday, though? That was solid, Ben. Five of nine, yep. five receptions, nine targets, 92 yards. Um, he also broke off two 20 plus yard receptions and was solid after the catch. Of course, he's super cheap. And by the way, make sure if you do play him to play the right Sims because. Go ahead. What were you going to say? This is a problem because there's two of them <laughs> on this team. And I, I knew of Steve, you know, Stevie Sims, he was hurt, comes back. I don't even know who Cam Sims is. So, yeah, make sure that you're playing the right one. I believe Cam Sims right now seems to be uh, the one that's trending upward. Do you like any dirt cheap options here? I don't know if I need to go that low. I will say, and of course they play tonight, so uh, similar to Mari Cooper, I kind of hope this guy does nothing. Gallup is sub 4K. Yeah, I like that. Very explosive. Uh, If he's going to get five to seven targets, I can live with that at 3,800. It only takes one with a guy like that against Cincinnati. I'm not, again, am I looking to target him? No, but if if he's the type of guy that it only takes one catch to pay it off, you're allowed to pay up for three or four other top-end options around him, and that, that's pretty appealing. What do you think about this situation now with DJ Moore on the COVID-19 list and also rehabbing or nursing an ankle injury while Curtis Samuels also on the COVID-19 list? He was placed there yesterday. Um I don't know if these guys are going to be able to play. If they're not, what does that do for the rest of the team? Well, I I would have laid a thousand to one that Brandon Zilkstra didn't have a pitcher on DraftKings, but he does. Um, (laughs) So maybe he's a real player that I just don't know. Because if you look at their wide receiver core, besides Robbie Anderson, there is nobody there. Farrow Cooper. This is where, again, this is why it's so important to stay with the channel throughout the week. Because I know you'll keep people informed with your shows if these guys are ruled out, there's going to be massive value that opens up and that is going to change how you can construct your lineups this week. Sal, any thoughts on that situation? I know it's early, but that could be a game changer from a lineup construction standpoint. Yeah. I mean, narrative of the show for me, like makes me like Christian McCaffrey even more at this point. So (laughs) um, it's tough because I don't think Ian Thomas sees that much of a boost in his role. I think that Farrell Cooper is normally a slot receiver. So if he's going to slide into the slot for I mean, all those guys going to the slot, but let's just say Curtis Samuel. I don't get that excited for an upside play there. Uh, Brandon Zeistra, or whatever his name is, uh, looking up 28 years old, undrafted out of Concordia, has never really done much in college nor the NFL, so don't feel about any major upside there. But who knows, maybe it could be a Chad Hansen, Chad Hansen situation. But I think what you look for there is just, if you want to stack it or one-offs, Robbie Anderson, but it just makes me like Christian McCaffrey even more at this point. Oh, my God, that would be absurd if all of those guys are out and Christian McCaffrey's at full go. Oh, well, they, they were just placed. Right. So, I mean, uh, were they just close contacts? Cause then there's a chance they can come off in like two well, days. Yeah. We had, that's the thing we've seen. We see it's so weird the way things have worked. So it, um, he was, he was placed on I know Samuel yesterday, um, uh, and Morris Dean, the close contact is able to return negative text for five consecutive days. He could be eligible to return in time for Sunday's game. So, gotcha. uh, the same thing with Curtis Samuel. So I, it's up in the air. But, man, that would be crazy. Yeah. All right, guys. Tight ends. And then uh, one defense. Of course, we 
try not to care much about defenses at all, which is why we only talk about cheap defenses. You want to get a, you want a good example? I'll give you a great example of that. Yesterday, the guy that came in second, I think he still finished second place in the two-game Millie Maker, uh, had the extra salary. He had the same lineup for, I, I think that was the one. I'd have to go back yeah. and look. But it was. At, a, at a time, he was right behind the guy in first place in the Millie Maker. He had the same lineup, except he had enough salary to get to the Steelers' defense over the Bills' defense. Mm. You know what happened? He didn't win a million dollars. The guy that won first left a ton of money on the table, went Bills' defense, and didn't worry about getting to the top. Now, I'll be fair. I still had some Pittsburgh defense. I didn't have an issue with that. But it goes to show you that you don't – the high-priced defenses, the the variance and and volatility at the position, anything can happen. All the time, anything can happen. So that's why we will hit on one under 2,800 and see if there's any cheap, you know, dirt down there that we can get to. So – all right, Ben, tight end. You've got Kelsey now. You've got Waller. Unfortunately, no George Kittle. Those are the only two guys at the top. Yeah, I mean, and before I say that, I appreciate the super chat from Chad. Uh, supporting oh, the show. Thanks, Chad. I, obviously, I would love to say, oh, I'm going to go get Travis Kelsey, but I don't know how I'm going to do that considering how many top-end guys I like at receiver, how many top-end guys I like at running back. And I think the opportunity cost – for tight end you really need him to have a monster game that outscores all the other tight ends uh, by a significant margin because if he doesn't I think the difference in receiver and running back is is greater so you've got those guys but then you've got guys significantly cheaper uh, when you look to like the Kasicki Evan Ingram range uh, to me that's probably where I'd start and then there are even a couple going even further down if you're if you're purely punting tight end how about you Sal yeah I, I like so Obviously, top-end guys, then you kind of get this range of just, you know, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, Gusecki seem like the same guys every single week that have some upside. Uh, I like Robert Tonyan, but it's been five straight weeks of five targets. The volume isn't coming up. He's just surviving on touchdowns. So all of them in stacks, I'll just, I mean, the highest overall team total at 31 right now. At this point, you're kind of banking on that touchdown to continue, but the price point hasn't come up. And then I do think you're going to see some ownership towards a lot of these punt guys because we just saw Jordan Reed. I mean, last play of the night score touchdown, we saw the huge game for Logan Thomas. So I think these guys towards the bottom end naturally or nationally televised game are going to be higher on probably than they should, but it's hard to get away from them. And then Cole Commence, probably your punt play at 2,900, second straight week of basically being the tight end running routes more than Jimmy Graham. This past week was just a full-on tight end, seven targets from Trubisky. Never did anything insane at college. Like this was known for a – he's a rookie for people that don't know. This, he's, this was known as a year of just not that many great tight ends. Like arguably Jay Sternberger last year would have been the best tight end in this draft, and he hasn't done much for the Packers. So I do think that Cole Komet would be like the one punt player you're looking for in a good matchup against Houston. Robert Tunyon is tied with Kelsey for the most touchdowns at the tight end position this season. And he has scored in three consecutive games. Sure. That three touchdown game didn't hurt him, but the, the opportunity for him to score is, is going to be there 4,200 against Detroit. You know, I don't have an issue with that. I, I think ultimately once you get down to the cheap options, you're probably not going to have the same Anthony Ferkser opportunity as we did last week, but uh, ben, we do need to, and, and Sal just hit on some of them, talk about the, the cheap range here a couple more times. Dalton Schultz is actually running some of the most routes at his position in the league, being targeted one of the most in the league. Of course, it's a little bit skewed from what we saw earlier in the year with, with them playing from behind and having Dak Prescott. But while the ma- production hasn't necessarily materialized, materialized, sorry, he's getting the, the targets. And 
Logan Thomas coming off a huge game, career game yesterday. There are a few guys down here that we can at least talk about. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, obviously, you're just not going to find uh, massive target share or safety in, in these ranges. But those guys, I'll actually throw out a stick with Notre Dame tight ends. Tyler Eifert is someone when he was on the Bengals, I always said, man, if he could just stay healthy. Uh, now he's on the Jaguars. And he's he's not knocking any doors down. But four, five straight games with four more targets coming off a six for 45. Honestly, when you're 3,100, that can get it done even without a touchdown. That's a game that Lafayette you've talked about maybe could get back and forth with Tennessee. So if you want a weird one-off, uh, I may look to Tyler Eifert, who's a guy I've always kind of had a soft spot for. All right, Sal, anything else at the position? Anything else at the position, Sal? Tyler Eifert stunned him. I got no sound right now. I don't know if you're coming to me. Oh, man, I was going to do a bit with this. Uh, okay, no <laughs> – no sound for Sal. That's okay. Oh, I guess we got sound now. It just oh, we're back, back in action. All that right. Was weird. Everything, everything went mute. I thought my ears like turned off. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if you just went into dreamland for a minute, and we were waiting for you to come back to Earth. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't know when to interject in because I didn't know if you were like calling me, and I was like, "Guy, right, time has passed enough to where they're probably saying my name." Because like, <laughs> I had to like, I had to like snap my finger. I was like, "Is that me? Am I deaf now?" <laughs> I said, "Do you have anything else at tight end, or should we wrap this one up?" Yeah, no, that's basically it. Like, I do think that you can see, like, a massive performance out of Tonyan if you get more volume. Like, it's easy to say, ah, oh, he's just going to keep getting five targets. If he doesn't get in the end zone, he's going to be a bust. But he leads the slate for tight ends and catch percentage, and he's massively, massively the leader in separation. So this guy's getting open. If you get, like, an eight-target week, he, he can definitely get you there. Whereas that's where the upside is. So I think he's probably my favorite mid-range option. Awesome. Hey, the NFL showdown rankings are free at awesomeo.com today. What do you say? Free, completely free. Go over to awesome.com, NFL Showdown Rankings. Check them out. And remember, check that giveaway out at awesome underscore com. Follow all of us while you're at it. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. All right, defenses, let's go. And thanks to Jordan Klein producing the show. This man puts in the hours every day. No no love, you know, and you don't, you don't hear much about him. But Jordan, behind the glass, like, I don't know, sometimes it feels like then 10 hours a day. It's insane. Oh, yeah, every time, uh, every time I'm here, he's there, so... Uh, and he's doing a ton, so it's good to have him back. He took a little break, and now back in this. But I will say, me, you and Luffy, we passed some the college basketball and college football winners uh, to offset that. So that's that's true. Mostly you for college, yeah, and I'll, I get in on the NBA action in the NFL. But uh, yeah, I mean, four hours, four hours sitting down, Jordan, on that that strategy show. I, mean, I talk for an hour and a half, and that's enough as it is. So yeah, respect, brother. Respect. Show some love to our boy Jordan. Below's 2,800, Sal, I'll go to you first. There's a lot below 2,800 this week. Yeah, there really is. And I'll probably end up going to, I'm going to go to the Giants right now at 2,600. A lot of the guys in the bottom end, I like to go to these cheap defenses. I probably have some, but a lot of 30 implied totals against those teams. So I'll end up going to the Giants here. Kyler, we do think, I mean, not rushing as much, the shoulder, there might be something wrong there. Had a decent performance last game, but Giants defense coming on right now. I'll go there at 2,600. They certainly are. What about you, Ben? I'll go to Denver. Uh, and part of it's contingent. If all those guys are sitting, I think it could be a tough situation for Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, they're coming off some games where they're showing more pressure. They had six sacks against Miami, three against New Orleans. They weren't great against Kansas City, but they did hold them to 22 points. Uh, I think that could be a spot at 2,500 to attack. I like it. Um, I, I was going to go with Denver as well, but kind of with the contingency that some of those guys were out. 
I think I've got to, I, I think I got to go with Arizona here. And the reason for this is I like the Giants defense too, but I can see this just being an ugly game. And I'm not going to pretend that I'm convinced Colt McCoy or, or Daniel Jones, either of those guys, aren't turnover pro. So yes, maybe they'll look to keep it out of their hands with Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris, but at the same time, there's a lot of to it. There's a lot of opportunity there to get somebody uh, to, to, to get some turnovers and, and create maybe a defensive touchdown and uh, San Francisco, they continue to get healthier. Last week was brutal or yesterday was just absolutely brutal, but they, as they continue to improve and get healthy on the defensive end, you know, they, they, they've had some, some pretty decent games recently at 2,700 against Washington. I'm all right with that as well, especially if Antonio Gibson sits out. All right, final thoughts, Ben. Anything to close us out? No, I think this is a week where we have some top-end plays at each position, and it's just going to depend how much reasonable value opens up. Uh, The more that opens up, the more opportunities you're going to have to get three or four of those guys in. And as the news breaks, that picture will become clear as we get to Sunday. Anything else, Sal, after we close this first look out? It's it's fun to look at a slate like this early in the week and see how much changes, but kind of get the first glance of how things are going to shape up and what the opinions are going to be throughout the week. Yeah. Last week was a week where there wasn't like standout quarterbacks and and you had the cheap guys come through. I think this week's going to be the opposite with more games and more elite quarterbacks on the slate. I like Mahomes and Rogers a lot. And I've said it, I like McCaffrey a lot. Those guys are all really expensive. So trying to piece together the rest of that is going to be pretty interesting. Thanks for hanging out as always, guys. Before you head out, hit that thumbs up and the subscribe and be sure to check around throughout the day. Plenty more content coming up live before lock, an hour and a half stream going up to this weird Tuesday night game between the Ravens and Cowboys. And be sure to check out the strategy show that we already did. Ben, no golf, no nothing happening right now. There's, there's some European golf, which we'll have a little content out. I will say I put out a daily prop of the day. If you're looking to get down uh, some action, maybe outside of DFS, check that out over on awesome odds we have a ton of content on the betting side as well for these standalone games good stuff guys thanks we'll see you back here soon tomorrow's strategy show it's ownership and top stacks taking a first look we'll see you soon Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.